0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Green Room. Uh, I am here with my co-host, Nick. My name is James. And uh, today is episode eight. Oh, wait, James. That's a significant number. Eight <laughs> is it a infinity. significant number? It
1: is. It's a it's, uh, symbol for infinity. Right. In uh, Tell well, me more. In... in Biblical and uh, mythological <laughs> teachings. So, hopefully, people will be playing back this video time and time again for years and decades to come. So, hopefully, you know, we can uh, please the general public and answer some of their questions.
0: Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Right. So, what are we talking about today? It's all about
1: plastics today. Plastic. The good, the bad, and the ugly.
0: Okay. Fine. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, plastic, what is
1: it? Well what's plastic i mean it's it's uh it's a byproduct of oil uh it is used in many uses yeah. primarily packaging so we put our drink we use our drinks uh bottles uh, we package food we package all sorts of groceries with it. from the supermarket plastic bags um yeah so it's um multiply used in in our everyday lives Is
0: multiply a word uh, thoroughly used <laughs> Okay. Always used. Yeah, yeah. um so, so it's used all over. When pop quiz when was plastic first invented?
1: Well, so with my fuzzy knowledge of history, I would have thought so oil what was eighteen something, so nineteenth century I'd say?
0: Yeah. Late so I have a date, and this may or may not be confirmed, and we will fact check this of eighteen seventy two. Um, and Sounds that possible. is when PVC was first made, and I think there were other plastics kind of made at the same time. it really became commercially viable in the nineteen forties, and nineteen fifties, uh, and it was it was you know was and still is a very useful product because it's relatively cheap, and it can be moulded into any shape relatively yeah. cheaply.
1: Um, um, yeah, I was going to say I guess um, so after the war, as we sort of recovered from the war, um, and this is again. Me sort of thinking out there. We went into kind of a lot more mass production of things. You know, exactly. Food wasn't wasn't as scarce during the uh, rationing, so we would have had more products on the on the shelves. And one way, I suppose, of um, having stuff up there that lasts a long time, you package it into plastic. Exactly containers and stuff and yeah. then it just stays there for longer you can produce more things right
0: yeah and so we've so we've got quite a scary fact here, and this is you know when you imagine a glass bottle or you know a piece of metal for example, they can be recycled as many times as you want yeah plastic between 1950 and two thousand fifteen, only nine percent of plastics manufactured were recycled.
1: You just wonder where all of it's um, gone to. It's probably landfill sites or somewhere in the oceans.
0: Exactly, exactly. And so this this now moves on from plastic fantastic to plastic not so good. Um, so basically, there has been loads of interest. Uh, I think more more recently, really, and I think it's because its its impacts are becoming more and more far reaching, and they're becoming more and more visible.
1: Yeah, and, and I think, yeah, because we, we've got more technology to monitor it, but also, I think, because now you've got such vast amounts of plastic out there, you know, in terms of um, the oceans and stuff, um, we've just deposited it, and it's just bloody more bloody obvious, isn't it? I think so. I think so. I
0: mean, there's, it's now forming in these giant areas uh, in, in the oceans,
1: I mean, I've I've seen I've seen it um, actually crossing crossing over the channel and stuff. I've seen it literally. You know, I'm I'm on the um, on the ferry mm-hmm. and, I, and I can see stuff floating floating in the sea. Yeah, not great. No.
0: What? But apart from just the, the sort of the visual impacts, um, ruining your aesthetically pleasing cruise. <laughs> what uh, What are the what, what are the main issues with plastic being in the water?
1: Well, the thing is, it's. Um, it can't be fully broken down for a long time. But my understanding is um, plastics turn into microplastics. So mm-hmm. they break down to some extent. But when it's a microplastic, it gets eaten by fish. It ends up in their uh, food systems. It's then eaten by you know other mammals and so forth. And then all the toxicity of, of those microplastics can end up in that food chain. And eventually, you know, it can end up on our plates. and um, And that's not good.
0: So that's, so that's not good, obviously, because fish is a vast staple of food for, for loads of people. But I think the other thing is, it's also, you know, it can kill these other animals. Yes. Right? So when it is entering the food chain, um, and there was a bit of research done in Brussels recently, and it was said that if, as a European, you're eating. suppose It was my pass. Very good. Very good. Um, a, uh, if you eat fish as a Brit, or a European, actually, I should say, um, you are at risk of consuming eleven thousand little bits of microplastic. you are talking about per year, so that is that's lots. But that's also you know the fish are struggling. Yeah, we've had and turtles and that sort of thing. Um, you know there was turtles are being found to die essentially, and they they're opening them up and looking at the guts. Yeah, and they are literally full of plastic. And Maybe. also,
1: because you, you get um, fishing nets as well. I know it's not plastic, but you, you get all some sorts are. of... Yeah, some are. Yeah, some are plastic. Um, bags. But you get, um, I don't know, yeah, buy, yeah, just plastic bags and byproducts of those plastic bags get tied up
0: to... Yeah, to, and to, every, you've seen those pictures of... It strangles little, the yeah.
1: seals and, and all sorts of things, yeah. It's Basically,
0: it's, it's not great, right? Um, so, and they, and they reckon by 2050, the amount of plastic in the oceans will outweigh the number of fish
1: and that's if we keep on going at our current rates, the other current rates yeah.
0: yeah so that is a, a sort of horrifying statistic um, what so we, we're going to talk about first of all i guess types of plastic so what is the plastic we we're talking about briefly before which is this single, single use plastic so to describe to everyone what that is so single
1: use in my understanding is so whether it's used for Packaging, um, or for consuming of food or beverages, you eventually dis- dispose it, and then it just either goes, it's either recycled or it's or it's thrown away or it's dumped in some. But but it's
0: the whole point. Single use. You are going to use it one time. Exactly. So if you ever go into, so take my dog to the vet, and they they have a little syringes, and they're plastic syringes, right? So once that syringe has been used, it gets chucked. Mm. Yeah, and I'm I assuming same in hospitals and all that sort of thing. So, so these plastics, despite being incredibly useful, you know, are they're being used once. And one of the big ones, there, big single use plastic is is cutlery. Yeah, so I think it became big in the in the states actually in the fifties. Well, a bit later. It saves cleaning up. It saves washing up. Because instead of using expensive metal and having to wash that up, they just use plastic. And as soon as they're done with the meal, they chuck it away. Yeah. And then they'd get another knife and fork for the next one. And that is a is a complete waste, right? Yeah. Um, and, and the reason, obviously, is because is we've sort of discussed, despite some of these being recyclable, they aren't being recycled. Mm-hmm. Um, and, they're, and they're kind of going wrong. Um, another question. So, the average Londoner, how many bottles of water do they consume in the average week? In Not the average week, in a week?
1: I did some, I did my research actually on this one. So I'd say three to four bottles a week.
0: Three to four bottles a week. Yes. And so of that about, well, now more and more is being recycled. Um, But that leads over to the next thing.
1: But that's a lot, that's a lot. So if you add up all the population—that—that that is a staggering number. It is, yeah, huge number. It's in the billions of bottles, and
0: yeah, it, it, it's massive. In, in the UK, it is massive, Seattle, and and that's—it's really good because obviously most of those bottles, if not all of them, could be recycled. The problem is they aren't necessarily recycled.
1: So there's problems in in the recycling process because I know I speak to so I I'm, in my council. I mean, they've had the recycling scheme for ages, but there mm-hmm. seems to be kind of um, change in attack so they went from the containers to kind of all-purpose recycling bins but then you know I went to another borough and then it only just started a recycling
0: scheme and, and I've so I used to in Wandsworth yeah. and they have the sounds a bit weird but they have the most amazing recycling facilities the sort of waste management plant um, and I've now moved to Ealing uh, and it is less good I'd say um, but let's name and shame the two places that have no recycling at all. Rotherham Ooh. and Tunbridge. Yeah, No recycling. So they don't even have that as part of their collection. Which, as you say, it's it's very, very confusing because it changes from borough to borough. And,
1: and do, so I'm just going to ask Harry, and, and Harry, do some, and this, is, this could be potentially worse, I think, do some have a recycling scheme and then that stuff, it still ends up in landfill sites?
2: One hundred percent. That happens a lot, actually. Um, so, t- so Tunbridge
1: and what's the other borough? Did you say? I t- are they what,
0: Is it one? Is it Rotherham and Tunbridge? It's Rotherham and Tunbridge and Malting.
2: Tunbridge
0: and Malting is one one counter. Okay, fine. So um, are they
1: just being upfront and say, "Well, look, you know"?
0: Yeah. Well, I, I guess that's is it. Is it worse being
1: the other way where you've got a recycling scheme, but actually, yeah, it still ends up in the land so process. how
0: how do you? Recycled as in, what's the process? So, so, I've got a plastic bottle, I have a drink, chuck it in a recycle bin. What then happens?
1: Presumably, it gets collected and then sorted. So, it, it would get weighed, uh, sorted on a different category of plastic, it will get repackaged. And, and so, there's loads of different then, types and then, of plastic, and, then, and, then and, so and some,
0: some they'd recycle, some they wouldn't. Now, a lot a lot of the issues, I think, is that you know, we, we can, as you said, we can, well you can melt some of these plastics down and reform them mm-hmm. into different things. There are some plastics that you can't melt down. Um, so you get like thermoset plastics, which don't melt as soon as they... So you heat them initially and they, and they make the shape you want. Yeah. But if you heat them again, they just burn. They nice. don't melt again. So they, they can't be redone. I mean, you can recycle in different ways, but that's, that's not quite right. Um, but I think a lot of the plastics previously that we've had, they will go and get exported to different countries that will then, in theory, take the plastic and recycle it.
1: And I I heard that's about to stop. Is it?
0: um... So there's lots of countries where they're currently doing it, but they are now stopping. So China, Malaysia, Vietnam um, have banned waste imports. So what they were doing previously, and I think the key here is recycling. It's not an altruistic thing. You're not doing it to save the planet, or a lot of people aren't. It is very much Mm market-led. Right, so if there is money there to take waste, they will take the waste. And so, as soon as money drops and there is no demand, mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. Right, so I think we need to take, as a as a country, as a world, essentially, we need to take a a completely different view on plastics. And there's obviously loads of people doing leading initiatives and things, yeah. But but we need to kind of follow their lead.
1: And well, I mean it's it's going to it's going to be in so so we've seen already, yeah. So we've seen it with um, the plastic bags, for instance, or the levies that been put on. Yeah, so it's a little five p tax. So that's been very successful, and that's going up to ten p. Yeah. believe in England. It reduced it down
0: by eighty percent or something, didn't it? Eighty-five percent of plastic bag use, and that shows. So I think, and I, I think it shows for. Sort of, uh, for most things, there are there is an alternative. Mm-hmm. You know, if I say you're not allowed to do something, you will find another way to do it, potentially. Yeah. And that is the same, you know, if you can use a... Plastic like, straws as well. Yeah. And yeah. and that's annoyed a lot of people. And I think the reason is because paper straws um, are... They sort of go all mushy. They're melting your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, is that fair?
2: You're saying that because you're a Londoner. Londoners... Use, um, I don't <laughs> the use straws very stuff. much. I yeah. have a glass or a cup and I drink out oh, of them, so. use the same number of plastic straws as Italy, more than Italy. Londoners, Londoners, Londoners alone, is alone. But what's the population like of the two alone.
0: places? I'd have to check. Because I I'm imagine they're not a million. If you said 12 million people live in London. What? Is
2: nine, oh no. what? Oh, 9 million in London, surely. Well, it depends yeah. where you
0: measure London from, I guess. But, uh, but that's bad, right? So London and leading the way
2: sixty.
0: To 60?
1: <laughs> okay, that's bigger than I thought. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think we definitely more initiatives like uh, you might have seen biodegradable packaging as well. That's um that's coming out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it's going to be up to the producers as well. But you know we need to put the regulations in place ultimately to to basically move away from plastic packaging to kind of a bit more sustainable resources. So if you can have packaging that breaks down yeah, um, in a very short period of time, I, I think, yeah, that's, that's one key fundamental way. Cause the thing is we don't want to necessarily stop the way we are consuming things and, and living. Um, we you know don't want to go back to the um, dark ages um, because, you know, suddenly we can't, use packaging and be able to kind of mass produce Mm -hmm. we need to kind of still have the same quality of life but do it in a much more sustainable way I think
0: yeah no I think that's fair I think so I'm just going to do a really really quick recap Um, and actually what we didn't mention at the beginning of this is we had some feedback on our podcast and we said we would structure them better Um, and we've we've sort of ignored that a little bit so so what we're going forward episode nine which I assume has a magical property as well the number nine we will produce a much more no, other fact that it's lucky number, but yeah. your lucky number. No,
1: other fact that it is a lucky it is,
0: number. Okay, um, hold that thought. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna produce more of a, a sort of an outline of what we're gonna talk about. So basically, plastic is actually very very useful, obviously as we discussed. Um, there are issues with it, mainly that not much of it is recycled and some of it is not recyclable, mm-hmm. um, and we use it very much as a. You know, a throwaway product, essentially, which which isn't great, especially the single-use plastics. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> there are loads of problems with recycling it, namely that it often isn't recycled. It's sent abroad, yep. um, and then it ends up in rivers. And then these plastics break down, as you were saying, into microplastics, and they go into the food chains and all sorts of things. They cause issues with animals, and they cause issues for the food chain with ourselves and everything. The the main issue, I guess, is that recycling is a for-profit it's a market-led mm-hmm. process, mm-hmm. Um, and so if there's no money in it, people won't do it. Um, so we need to kind of change that view. In, 20, in
2: 2018, the, uh, the price for contaminated plastics, which we were shipping to China and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, actually dropped below zero. So it stopped being something profitable, and now people are expected to uh, be paid to take it as opposed to the other way around.
0: Which is paid going, to take it. Yeah, which is going to see a big, big fall in, in recycling. Okay. Okay. Good. Fine. Yeah, that is yeah, not great. I did, so there are lots of problems with it, um, and lots of problems with councils and that sort of thing, and that it's not a one size fits all. It's not like a standard process for each council, you know, and so if I move house or whatever, that council may deal with recycling of plastics in a different way. Mm-hmm. So that's where we are today. Right now. So, what we're going to do now is, so there are some government policies that are designed to tackle plastic waste, right? There's some, probably 10 ways that we're going to say that, you know, mm-hmm. quick wins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you're going to talk about a couple of the, the kind of bigger picture things yes. that these folk, and when I'm talking about altruistic people, you know, they, they are taking a big step to do stuff that is going to make, you know, they're going to be game changers. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. Right, so some of the government policies. Okay. So you talked about one, which is the plastic bags. Yes. Yeah, so they've put this levy on plastic bags. And, and it's we-
1: going, I think, it's going up to 10p in, in England in April this year, but we might need to just double-check that.
0: Yeah. But then I think, uh, and this is one I was speaking to my sister about weirdly, but it's, um, so it's very difficult to know and... and if if I take a, a plastic container with I don't know, whatever carrots in yep. right and it has it has the sort of the cellophane stuff on the outside, mm-hmm. sometimes some of that is recyclable and sometimes it's not. So there's very, very inconsistent labelling on plastics to know whether it's recycling. So they are they're really, really trying to double down on getting sufficient labelling so you or I mm-hmm. will know straight away if it can be recycled or not Mm -hmm. and therefore that then tallies with the fact that the councils have to have a consistent approach to it so if it says it can be recycled on the punnet strawberries or whatever it is it needs to be i need to be able to give that to my council
1: because there isn't really um a minimum percentage of recycled plastic within the regulations
0: but they're looking at it. They're looking at thirty percent. Okay. Because that
1: would, yeah, that would automatically work for me. Because suddenly, what Harry was saying—that point about the market price—suddenly, um, you, yes, the end user would effectively pay for it.
0: Yeah, I do. But I guess there you might encounter the issue that so if we did that in the UK, for example, so you say thirty percent of all plastics in the UK need to be, or sorry, pa- pa- plastic packaging. Yeah. Yeah, thirty percent of plastic packaging has to be recycled. Mm-hmm. Well, then it might mean that in a country where that doesn't exist, I would go and buy my plastic packaging from there because it's cheaper.
1: Mm. But you can ban plastic imports as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, you could do that. You could do that. But it's, it's some, you know, something that would, as you say, it would in principle it would really help. But by doing that, it can't drive the prices up so much that it becomes yeah. unattractive. Um, I think when I said earlier that, that you know, plastic, as a glass can be recycled, you know, paper can be recycled. We, if you go and buy carrots or whatever, I'm using carrots a lot. Here, but if you go and buy some carrots from a supermarket, that could come in a paper bag, mm. yeah. Or you could, you don't need it to come in a little plastic bag. Correct. Um, and so there are things like that that you can. You know, do.
1: so my, so I've got. Um, you you've probably got a green bin as well. Yeah, I have got a green bin. Do they? So, and and do you have a little container in your kitchen? To yes. This, to do, and do you have a biodegradable bag? That sits, yes. Well. Surely that's, again, a bit of the answer there, what I mentioned earlier. So you put it into kind of it is. anything like that. It is. But, they,
0: but the government need to put this tax in, right? Yes. Because if they don't do that, then it Watch seems daft. But the but also they could put a ban on plastics where you could use an alternative. Yeah, so I know that milk... And it's, it's changed because the sort of milk delivery process is different because it used to come... The milkman used to deliver the milk bottles in glass bottles... And now people tend to go to a supermarket and buy it in a plastic bottle, mm-hmm. but glass is actually really good because it can be recycled. Yes. Yeah. So potentially we should move back to where we were, which would be slightly ironic, or well, not ironic, but you know we're moving back to get actually work. It's we're quite funny because I've I've
1: actually got a multi-use plastic cup that I use um, now because the the supermarket that I go to get the coffee doesn't charge me the levy of. Using the cup, so but I use it's a plastic cup, but it's a multiple use plastic cup, so there are you know okay, so that leads us
0: on there, right? 10 ways 10 ways to use, and I'd, I'm thinking we can get 10 pretty easily. I'm looking at Harry, hopefully, <laughs> 10 ways that you can use um, less plastic. Uh,
1: well, that was that was one that's so, one to, to use them either. Um, well, I, I'd said an example of a multiple use plastic cup but it, you know it can be um flask or you know
0: so i so i go to um a coffee shop in the morning when i walk a dog and there if i take in my plastic cup i get a coffee for 50p and uh, so that's good cause that's So, really so good in addition
1: no, not only what you're saying it's so not only it, you're not paying the levy on on um on the single use product mm-hmm. they're also giving you a much better price exactly
0: which, I did, which is a great way to encourage it. So that is a business-led thing, but I think actually that works really well. Yeah. Um, ditch plastic straws, right? We talked about it, and I have argued that paper straws aren't great either. You've got to drink a drink quite quickly.
2: Have you heard about a company who um, wanted to save plastic straws, so they've made these like edible ones, well, made out of seaweed? They're called uh, lolly straw. But
0: <laughs> so wouldn't that make sense anyway? Why are all straws not paper, they're seaweed?
2: Uh, I think they're more expensive but they can <laughs> be flavoured so. So, okay. like, oh, so you can like yeah it's great
0: so the, I remember growing up there used to be um, did you ever have like milkshakes when you were young? yes and they used to be sorry this is a complete aside but they used to be Nesquik and yes the, and they, it was the straw had the Nesquik powder in it yes so you yeah, put it the in the straw was plastic no the straw was plastic but you yes. put in you put in milk at the bottom yeah. and then when you suck the milk through it it became straw and went to your mouth
1: uh, I don't remember that part but I do remember next an um, and the straw but that's
0: genius yeah. that is genius I know plastic is bad and I know we're talking about how bad plastic is yeah. and straws particularly but that was very clever that's quick innovative um, anyway we'll move on from that right so carrying a reusable bag mm-hmm. yeah so uh, we give them out with work actually quite a lot yes. um, and it means that people aren't having to carry a plastic bag around they can be used for a lot longer mm-hmm. Yeah, because plastic bags tend to be very weak. Although you can buy the posher ones out of supermarkets. Yes, yes, But if you have a, a sort of, it's not Hessian, is it? It's just like a, what are they, a cotton bag?
1: Yeah, which is we, when we do the trade shows quite a bit, we, yeah, we give a few of them out. So mm-hmm. Hopefully people are using them up and down the country. Um, the, uh... You talked about shampoo, so the the stuff about the microbeads, right, being in, um, cleaning products. So, yeah. So use, so I, although I haven't seen and I've, I've Fled um, the brief uh, shampoo bars. I've never seen a shampoo bar, but that sounds quite nifty.
0: So presumably, it sounds like the kind of you take to a festival.
2: They, they sell them in Lush, um, among other places. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, essentially, it looks like soap, but you use it. You know, and it's wrapped in paper, mm-hmm. and uh, it's packaging free apart from the paper. Okay. Um, it's another alternative. You can also get kind of deodorant bars like that. Yeah, and the, and I think there's.
0: So we have a dishwasher at home, and they used to come back in about five ten years ago. They were quite popular, the little tablets that were in an individual bag. And now we've gone back to it's a big bottle full of dishwasher liquid, and you just squidge a bit in. You should even better get the ones in the cardboard box.
2: The Which is the, the next point, box.
1: yeah. So for cleaning products. If you can get them in the yeah. yeah, but but
0: also moving to sort of bulk storage rather than individually packed items, um, and then going to supermarkets and that sort of thing. Obviously, you can take your own bags, but if you're going to go and buy vegetables and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, same same. You can get them in paper bags as opposed to plastic
2: bags. A lot of supermarkets as well will um, be happy if you take Tupperware and um, go to the deli counter. A lot of places are, are encouraging this. There was adverts for it, I think, Morrisons. Um, do they give you a discount for doing it? I think it? that they do. I think it differs between different supermarkets and how into it they are. But if they're not into it now, then a
0: couple of years time they'll all be doing it. But how good would that be for the PR for these supermarkets? Oh, yeah. Imagine yeah. if you went in and you got a quid off your lunch because it's in. A... Or, or the um, honey
1: roast ham, which is one of my favourite deli items. Actually, mm. I would tempted to buy more of it. Actually. Would you? Yeah. So it six I slices I might have eight or nine. Yeah. um,
0: so, um and then uh, sort of making so instead of buying fruit juices and that sort of thing you make them yeah and then like so there's, there's a there's a point here as well so I, I think the
1: problem is so we um, the culturally, at so the kind of weekly shop uh, the weekly shop where you do mm-hmm. your we plan ahead and literally you yeah. sort of buy everything I know it's sort of slightly not related because you're still buying the stuff in the packaging. But um, I think that's potentially one of the reasons. So if now that we're just buying stuff that we can use on the day, so we're not buying anything you can store in cup- uh, mm-hmm. cupboards or yeah. uh, freezers, etc. So by definition, if you're buying stuff for that single day, you're using a lot more packaging.
0: Yeah, yeah, true. So
1: making stuff, as you said. Um, I think
0: one, of, one thing um, that... Actually, I'll talk about that in a minute. Sorry, I've,
1: I've just gone talk about Another one. So, and then, yeah, so if you do a lot more... Um, so we talked about re- containers, so for vegetables mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So markets, things like that, so you can... Um, and, um, yeah, and then the the other kind of... Um, uh, is Apparently is nappies for, for babies, so I don't... It says reusable nappies. Um, actually, my mum was telling me about... Uh, <laughs> um,
0: pre, so, Pre-Pampers days. It's a very controversial a subject. A friend of mine has just had twins. Mm-hmm. Right, And when you have, and I didn't know this, but when you have a newborn baby, apparently you have to change a nappy 15, 12, 15 times a day. Wow. Right? If you have, so they just have twins. So that would be 30 nappies a day. And so, you know, if they go with these reusable nappies, obviously that is a hell of a lot of washing. Don't get me wrong. But that is saving a. Ma- I mean, I think they bought five hundred nappies initially. Yeah. And thinking that five hundred nappies last six months. I mean, I don't know much about babies, but no, it turns out it doesn't. It doesn't last any time at all. Do do you
2: have children? <laughs>
0: no, not yet.
2: Not, it's yet. not obvious at all.
0: Um, and the but the other thing that is really important when you're recycling is um to make sure that the products aren't contaminated when you when you send them for recycling. So if you have baked beans in a tin obviously yeah it makes sense you'd wash tea, out you know, the tin. Yeah, yeah. If you have chicken you know in a in a pot you need to clean that before it goes into your recycling because a lot of um, recycling plants won't touch contaminated sort of recycling as it yep. or recycling products. So make sure you clean your products out mm-hmm. before you put them in your recycling. So that's that's kind of our top tips. I hope we got to ten. I'm not sure if we. Did. Okay. I think we, we discussed them. Got, yeah. Yeah. So what we're going to do now then as a, as a final thing is discuss a couple of the larger larger thing, and you're going to talk about this more. I think talk about some of the larger projects ongoing. Yes. And
1: going. Yes. Um, so the two what two projects are really kind of um, stuck at, and one, one of them is well the, the the way you the way I kind of see it is so so you've got i.e., you've got all these plastic garbage patch what do they call it the Great Pacific garbage patch
0: yeah garbage is a horrible American word um, yes. or rubbish
1: rubbish patch so I this is an area within the Pacific Ocean where a lot of due to kind of currents and, and uh, wind movements etc is where the, the the rubbish just floats it yes but of, because of the
0: tides so and it's between Hawaii and California and it's massive
1: so the the ocean cleanup project um, something that was started by a essentially an engineering dropout from Holland. And so he had this nifty idea of designing this flotilla.
0: Can we What's name it? check him? Do we know his name?
1: We know. I'm trying to find his name. He's got a very, how do you say it, a very um, exotic
0: name. Does he? Yes. Okay, well, let's find him and he can try and pronounce it, Harry. Be so, uh, Sorry, tell us more.
1: So, yeah, basically, so he, he had this idea, you know, in his kind of late teens, early 20s, to make um, this sort of, Flotilla that's about six hundred meters wide in in um, from one side to the other, and it floats on on the surface of the water. Mm-hmm. It harnesses things like about uh, well, the, the natural elements so on on the oceans, which is the tide and the wind, mm-hmm. essentially, um, and and the waves, and and, and basically, uh, it just has these kind of massive arms that are outstretched, and it just moves towards areas of of this rubbish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it just pushes it, collects it, and then you then get trawlers that come through and then just all the stuff that's been collected, in theory, gets loaded onto the trawlers and then they go back onto... But the key one.
0: is the key is the flotilla thing is moving slower than the rubbish. Faster,
1: faster. Because it's, if it's faster... It's got anchors. It's... No, it's got it's, anchors, then everything gets brushed into it. Yes. So it's got a skirt at the bottom of it, so, so, so basically collects stuff that floats on the surface and stuff that's kind yeah. of subsurface. Um, but the theory is it goes a little bit. So if, the, if that's my rubbish bit, and, and and that's then the sort of tide is taking it away. My flotilla is kind of moving in faster.
0: I thought it would be the other way around. I thought it would move slower, and then the rubbish would come into it. Uh,
1: it's it's following it basically because it's using it's 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 not kind of mechanical. It's trying to u- utilize the yeah, same, no, exactly. same forces. Yeah, so it, it would all go in the same mm-hmm. direction. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, but anyway, so it was an nifty idea. Yes, it's um. Um, they, they had a full pilot project before Christmas in 2018. It was to some degree successful, so they've had challenges. They've also had um, uh, questions from kind of the winder marine scientific community mm-hmm. about, um, you know, whether, you know, because they were saying um, Boyan Slat This guy's name, Boyan Slat. Has that just come to you?
0: You've been told yeah. that. Well,
1: Harry, sorry. Thank you, Harry. Thanks for that. <laughs> so, uh, no, they, they've had, so the marine... Um, uh, biologist um, community have said well you know if it's kind of floating there and collecting the rubbish surely it would also collect the um, the various kind of aquamarine life that, mm-hmm. that floats on the surface and you know it will potentially hamper all of that so you know they, they've got certainly challenges to kind of come yeah. back to the scientific community and prove that it's a sustainable project without with obviously minimizing the impact onto mm-hmm. the um, exist, existing ecosystems. But um, yeah, it's uh, apparently uh, what they found was it wasn't floating fast enough. So they sort of miscalculated um, its kind of floating speed. So they need to obviously speed it up so it can catch the rock okay. more effectively. So, well, we'll, well, you know, we'll just have to kind of wait and see. But um, that then proves a, meth- a, a kind of this grand vision of, you know, here's someone who's kind of gone out there and has thought about the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And you know, wants to, you know, really collect the stuff that's out there and also. The it's great.
0: Listen, these people they should be. And he reckons it. and he
1: reckons so they they reckon they can they can take more than fifty percent of these garbage patches within five years if they fully know, be ramp, amazing. ramp up the Well that
0: the one you were talking about, the Great Pacific garbage patch, or yes. rubbish patch for our English listeners. Um eighty seven thousand tons of plastic in it. That is a serious amount, isn't it? So but, if you can get rid of fifty percent of them in five years, it's, but it's not the it's, only one.
1: The, the key point is. So in, in all the other great oceans of the world, there are other yeah, there's other garbage patches. So yeah. they're using the Pacific one definitely. Can is. we call it a rubbish patch? A rubbish patch, yeah. <laughs> garbage patch, rubbish patch. So, but that's definitely yeah. So the, the rubbish is there, and you know I'm going out there to try and find a uh, a way to clean it, clean it up. Mm-hmm. So that's one way. Then the other, the other side of it is um. It's trying to tackle the deposits of rubbish at source. So as as we talked about, so rivers in the developing world, Mm -hmm. uh, rubbish gets dumped, the the, the plastics get dumped in the rivers, rivers uh, flow out to sea, and the rubbish basically collects um, on on the river kind of um, estuaries. Yeah. Is that where they sort of meet the sea? And um, then you've got companies like 4Ocean. So they've, they've got these cool bracelets, Harry. So they, they um, so you can basically buy a bracelet and they promise if you buy a bracelet they will collect one pound of rubbish.
0: Okay, nice.
1: So that's that's a good one. But essentially they're they're doing going the other way. They're trying to tackle the rubbish collection at the source.
0: And then you've got others that are trying to educate, right? So Sky TV have just done their what's it called? The the ocean rescue campaign. Campaign, yep. which is trying to encourage people to use less plastic. And trying to just be aware of where plastic's going. So they've done various TV shows about it, but they're um, they're doing a large charge on it. Um, so there's companies out there trying to do bits and pieces. So it's
1: education, yeah. So it's making us aware of. I mean, even even it's stuff like um, you know what you flush down the toilets. Don't flush plastics down your yeah. toilet toilets and stuff. So it's uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So education. It's it's uh, trying to kind of tackle the big. Um, the big, the bigger picture. I tackling these garbage patches, and then also educating people in the developing world, and tack tackling the really the big hotspots um, in some of these developing countries.
0: But but for you and I, the take homes are use less plastic, right? So where we can use alternative methods to do bits and pieces, do that, um, and also recycling. You know the numbers. Aren't great in terms of how much we recycle. Try and make it as easy as possible for the products you use to be recycled, you know. So sorting them as per whatever your council says. Hopefully they'll all fall in line and they'll all offer the same thing. Yes. Um, but getting getting it ready to be recycled. Yes. And then hopefully the government takes a, a lead on it, you know, because they.
1: But I think they'll yeah they've they've got to do it through regulation. So learn from things that have been successful. So like the the plastic bag levy. Put on a tax potentially onto the um, onto the onto using, the plastics themselves. Yeah,
0: using recycled, and plastics. and then using themselves, and mm-hmm. also
1: banning the imports of it. So actually, if you produce the packaging within the country that you're using it, that's that's another idea. Yeah, then that would stop people having to or companies rather importing it. You know, just to kind of package the the food locally. So that's um, that's uh, that's another way. And then obviously, we went and talked about ten different ways we can you
0: know, minimise things. So yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, I think that's it for this week. I think we've kind of gone over on our time limit.
1: I think we've gone over the time limit. Unfortunately, we don't have enough time to go over some of the burning questions that we no. have this so week. So we'll um, move probably back
0: week, to more energy saving next week, but I think this is kind of an important one to talk about. So I'm glad we've done it. Yeah. Um, and anything else from you?
1: No, I was going to say, so uh, Harry can probably um, link to all of the campaigns that we've discussed. In, in, in the comments as well so yeah you can go and check out all the other resources let's talk about ourselves you know where can you see where can you hear more about our podcasts so
0: I've I now remember the name of the one I always forget so you can listen to our podcast on iTunes podcasts on Spotify um, on Stitcher on Podbean on uh, TuneIn Radio it's everywhere basically or on our website which is www.thegreenage.co.uk um, and you can watch us there as well if you want to see what we look like when we're talking um, and I think that that's is it that's it for this week see you next week see you next week